Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It was a wild Monday night at Staples Center, but the Lakers come away with a badly needed 126-123 win over the Charlotte Hornets as Carmelo Anthony establishes himself as the greatest player in Staples Center history. Lots more to come on Locked On Lakers. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Lakers brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. I want to thank everybody for making the Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. we got this uh, this show up for you and ready to go. Everything you need to know about the Lakers um, and you know news analysis and the games and, and all that, Andy. And we appreciate the response to the YouTube page. So, um, Good God, Andy, this team is not for the faint of heart. Uh, We learned it again on Monday, 126-123, the final score in overtime over the visiting Charlotte Hornets. This this is just like this game was sort of a microcosm of the first 11 that we've seen with the Lakers all over the place. Wild emotional swings, performances that range from excellent to terrible. Like, wow, they they packed it all in there. There's a lot going on in this thing. <laughs> I mean, a lot, like a lot going on. Because, you know, you had to begin some really brilliant performances. Anthony Davis, who, um, as it turns out, is still dealing with the effects of that stomach bug that took him out of Saturday's loss to Portland. Um, he apparently threw up uh, in between the third and fourth quarter. Uh, there were there, We actually saw during the game him in the tunnel during the training staff, and it wasn't clear what he was doing back there. I guess he was puking. Apparently. He may have very well have just Apparently been he was puking. Thrown up. Yeah. I don't even know if he made it to the locker room, but he obviously gutted it out. He had 32 points, 12, block, uh, 12 rebounds, five blocks. Um, really, really strong performance on both sides of the ball. Yeah, this is As one, he, Andy, this, I, I don't know to cut you off, but like, this is one of those – like, because look, Monday's show was all about how like the Lakers came out of Saturday night in Portland, extremely disheartened, very discombobulated, and mentally looked very fried. I mean, so like, yeah, you talk about a superstar performance on a night where your team needs you badly. Um, you know, go out and be the superstar. That's what they got from Davis tonight. They didn't quite get it from Russ, but they got it from Davis. Um, and uh, you know, th- this is this was badly needed superstar stuff. Five block shots, including a critical one at the end. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it until you you mentioned him missing in Portland and the superstar performance that was needed. Like there was a tone set by Davis, I think, pretty early in this game. And it reminds you of what they were missing Saturday beyond 80s talent, which obviously, you know, he is Without LeBron, he's the best player on this team. And some nights he's the best player even with LeBron there. But also, too, beyond the skill sets that he brings on both sides of the ball, like there is, you know, there's an infectiousness that can be set from your star. And you could see what they were missing in Portland just in terms of somebody actually out there that you take cues from. And, you know, Westbrook, to his, you know, to his credit, I think was up for it. 
at least mentally, but he was atrocious on Saturday and there was really nobody else there. And, and that, may, that may have played as much as anything in terms of the Lakers very, very obviously yeah. deciding screw this thing about in, in Portland. Well, just, it was and, very clear they didn't have enough stuff. And I, it's just, and it was very clear they weren't going to bother trying to fight through it. Like they yeah, basically I, just I, said, F there's it, an awareness. Like, yeah, sure. We, we don't have it. And sometimes that's as much what you're missing from your stars as anything else. It's just dude who sets the table. Well, you know, it's, dude it's, who sets that emotional mood. I, I, to me, it's significant though that that Davis comes th- comes through this way, just because he is a guy who you know, for somebody who has won a title, um, for who who performed in that playoffs at a at, at an elite level, like not you know, you know, like a superstar, like an MVP, like and did it through the playoffs and and earned it. He's not made. You know, there's still more doubt around him than there is other guys who have won rings, other guys who have had that playoff moment, whatever it might be. AD is not made in that way. Well, I mean, and, look, I've, I've talked about this all the time. Kobe had to win for a lot of people his fourth ring to win his first. Yeah. Because he, you know, he spent so much time winning championships alongside Shaq. And even though Kobe had plenty of moments during those three peats that were clearly you know, Kobe Bryant put the team on his back and they are, he was the reason they won X game in the playoffs, X game in the finals for a lot of people because he was the perceived number two. He had to win a fourth ring to win his first. And there's some yeah. similarities between that and AD. Sure. I mean, look, I mean, look what the reaction was after. So, oh, okay. He's got, he's got his stomach bug, but did his thumb hurt? Like you could try to go play professional basketball with one freaking thumb, but that's, you know, and his tummy hurts here. Oh, it's Anthony data Davis again. You know, like that's, that's the reputation. Data Davis is a thing. I've never heard that before. Oh, you've never heard data Davis. No. Oh yeah. No. It's really, or maybe I'm just know. taking all the day to day stuff and combining it with Data Davis, and I just invented something that is I've awesome. Ne- I, I mean, I, I consider myself pretty up on Lakers Twitter. I've never heard that one before. That's not bad. That's no, it's excellent. I just it's, assumed it was so good that I couldn't possibly have invented it it's, right freaking now. It's obnoxious, but it's TM, not bad. TM did mm-hmm. it, gone, put it on a t shirt. I don't even want to put it on a t shirt because it's bad for the Lakers and bad for Davis, but I do want the money. Um, you know, like that's what he's trying. He's sort of overcoming, and like if he comes out tonight, and you know, uh, uh, you know, on Monday against the 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 Hornets and plays that kind of game, or has to leave because the thumbs bugging him, that's what comes up. But instead, the Lakers got this. He he carried the he and Carmelo Anthony, who we'll talk about. It. Carmelo Anthony, the greatest player at Staples Center history, um, like carried the team. And that's what superstars can do in the NBA when you're shorthanded is you can have one guy. Won't want to do it every night. 43 minutes for AD is too much. <laughs> but on tonight, they did it. And it was it was really impressive to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- this, this was, I think, reflective of the way AD's talked about wanting to make up for last season. And, you know, the disappointment – he felt with his own lack of availability, the disappointment he felt in his overall performance. Like he was, AD was the one uh, guy among the big three that was not treating the preseason as a joke. Like LeBron and Russ 
kind of coasting through the thing. You know, they'd have their moments, but for the most part, you could see they were treating this like preseason. AD was treating it like something that mattered. And I think he wanted to lay a foundation from the beginning of like, no, this is my reminding you who the hell I am season. And I mean, I could be, I mean, my list of things that makes me uh, nervous about the Lakers that have gone wrong with the Lakers and, and all of that stuff, it's extensive. Nothing, we, as we discussed on Monday's show, nothing about the first 10, now 11 games plus training camp has gone in a way that you would describe as good. Um, like from the Everything about this has been pretty bad um, and, you know, not catastrophic, thank, you know, mercifully, but pretty bad, um, except for Anthony Davis. I don't have a problem, like, you know, is every game hasn't been perfect, but he's played pretty damn well, I think, through most uh, of the early season. Um, speaking of which, Andy, other people who have played really damn well, Carmelo Anthony continues to just light up the Staples Center. Um, and it's a phenomenon unlike anything really I've seen in a long time there. I, I'm trying to think of comps and I can't really. Um, so I want to talk about that. Uh, we got to get into Russell Westbrook, some some interesting stuff about LeBron James, plus news about Taylor Horton Tucker and when he might be available. So a very busy Monday for the Lakers. We'll get into all of it coming up next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. So download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. That is a lot of subscriptions you are not paying attention to. Man, does it come with like subscription rehab? Like, you just love tote bags. <laughs> what are you doing man. out there? Because uh, look, though, but here's the thing. I mean, we joke about this, but companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, and Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts to Truebill, and they will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to help cancel unwanted subscriptions, so you don't have to. It has over 2 million users, and it's helped them save over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill dot com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, NBA fanatics. Have you heard about prize picks? It's the daily fantasy uh, game made easy. If you've not checked it out yet, you are missing out. And I'm telling you, you're going to love this app. Prize picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. More NBA props than any other DFS prop operator or properator, as I call them, uh, and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Yeah, that's right. Interceptions thrown yardage touchdowns uh and and basketballs you can combine all of these things like put lebron james and pat mahomes in the same entry they'll do that for you go to the award-winning app on both the app store and google play uh entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy prize picks safe it offers fast withdrawal so don't hesitate check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code nba or go to your favorite app store and download the app today prize picks is the daily fantasy game made easy i love it and i know you will love it too 
tell you what, if you're the type of person who can find some sort of prop bet on Carmelo Anthony makes 73 three-pointers, he's shooting 60-something percent. I, I didn't see what the final result was after the end of the game on Monday, but he goes uh, 7 of 10 from three-point range, 70% from three. The Lakers were 13 of 32, Andy, on Monday. Carmelo Anthony was seven of 10. Um, He's now shooting in the mid-60s from three-point range at Staples Center. This is insane and so much fun to watch. 29 points. They got to find some, I mean, I've been thinking about it and, and maybe I'll pass this along to the people that we know inside the organization if I can come up with something good, try to help the cause. We got to come up with some kind of harebrained scheme to convince Mello that every single game is at Staples Center because his splits are ugly. Like yeah. if you take him outside Staples Center, he cannot hit a damn thing. <laughs> I mean, like nothing. The th- as of this recording, the three games that he's played at Staples Center, he is averaging uh, 29% from the field, rounding up, and 6% from behind the arc. So, I mean, like, I don't know if this requires hypnosis or like some elaborate fake background or plants in the audience, like something I mean, like look, that. This but, is Hollywood, man. I mean, like, yeah, I, go back exactly. to the production that they put together to try to get Mello to come here in the first place with yeah, like, come, you know, the green screens and the, and the, and seriously. the explosions, like figure it out. Yeah. I mean, come up with like deep fake, uh, Jack Nicholson sitting in the crowd or something like that. Because I mean, when this dude, takes you know what has been his home court for like what a month now something like that he's amazing like he is he is unconscious he is unconscious when he's out there it's it's unbelievable can you imagine like imagine if he had played his whole career here he'd be the greatest basketball player of all time Um, but like what's what's amazing about it though you know we talk about anthony davis and the superstar performance I mean, it's obviously true. That's what they got. But like, they got 29 points from Carmelo Anthony. And if you're a cynic, you look at this and go, yeah, I'm still not confident what the Lakers are doing because even without LeBron James, like if you're relying on Carmelo Anthony at 37 years old to play 36 minutes a night and give you 29 minutes or 29 points, that's not a a sustainable formula. I would agree with you. I don't think it's the formula that they're planning on using. Um, I got no, no debate here. I, nothing about the way the Lakers have won has been particularly confidence inducing, uh, in the six wins that they have. But I'll say this, Andy, I'm not sure they have like more than one or two wins. If Carmelo Anthony isn't doing what he's been doing this season, I'm looking, I'm trying to find games. Maybe they win one of the Houston games. Like they don't win. They, they aren't winning anything right now without Mello. Who is legit a like a legit six man of the year guy? Ten games in the season, you know, it's it's incredible. I'm looking right now at his numbers, and this is before uh, tonight's win. But from the first ten games, shooting 48 percent from the field and 49 percent from behind the arc. The 49 percent obviously is a career high, and it's something. Right. Now, by the way, all of this goes up after after Monday's game. Again, 9 of 13 from the floor, 7 of 10 from, from three-point range. Right, and that's obviously not sustainable from behind the arc, but what I think is really interesting, though, and really speaks to just how well Melo is playing, period, the 48% that he's shooting overall is in line with career highs. Like It's basically like one or two percentage points off career highs he's had like 2006 or, you know, like 2008 like you know prime mellow like you know mellow at his absolute best you know arguably best pure scorer most effortless scorer in the league 
type numbers. And he's taken about half of his shots from behind the arc. Yes. And for his overall field goal percentage to be 48 with 49% from behind the arc, half of those shots, it just speaks over to 50 he's now. hitting again, from again, everyone. Day, over 50. Right. He's hitting from everywhere. Like it's not just the catch and shoot thing that, you know, we both expected he'd be doing a lot of, but that would sort of be his specialty. He's hitting a lot of mid-range shots. He's doing well at the rim. The shot, like he's the shot selection. Everything. The shot selection is uh, the Lakers. The one one thing that they've been able to 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 manage to avoid for the most part, uh, even while the offense has been sort of decimated in terms of injuries, is that sort of dri- pound, dribble, 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 dribble. You know, the, the the worst aspects of what you would what you would want from Carmelo Anthony, um, and. It's just the the transformation of the guy. I don't like we both of us thought he'd be very good in the role. He's the only guy that I said I had absolute confidence would shoot at his levels that he was at last year when the Lakers assemble all of these shooters. Kent Bazemore, I'm like, eh, I got to see it. Um, And right now we're not, which is something maybe we'll get into if not uh, for for today's show. We'll get in through the rest of the week. You know, Malik Monk, I got to see it. Um, Two of four on. Monday, but one of those was a, a miracle half court three. So it's like, I but Mello, one hundred percent believed he could be this guy. And the other thing I think is is impressive, and and our friend uh, Tim uh, Cranjus McBasketball, Tim underscore NBA, um, the Lakers exceptionalism pod, put up some really good clips. He's not been good defensively. Um, you know, if you ask him to make multiple rotations, if you ask him to be like, and all of which, but like, he's been better than you would expect. Like, you know, in, initial points of resistance, all this stuff, like he's holding up pretty well defensively. And to the point that as we've talked about over the course of the show, uh, over the course of the season and the preseason, like if, when everybody is back, Theoretically, you can protect him enough to let him finish games, and if you know, be part of that closing lineup. I mean, I don't know at this point how you could keep him off the floor if he's competent defensively um, down the stretch with his ability to space. It's like, but this is this is a pretty big deal if it holds up. Well, you know, it's interesting actually. I. I was actually initially not sure what Melo's role would be, or like how. Definitive mm-hmm. of a I role. Remember you he actually, about that. You're right. Right when when he when when the Lakers had a full roster, I you know I thought it was an awesome story in terms of like I love having Melo here. I think it's really fun that he's here. It's fun to see him and LeBron finally be teammates in the NBA after so many seasons. And there was obviously utility for him because he's proven himself. You know, beyond being just you know one of the all time great scorers, he's proven himself the last few years as a really good outside shooter. Something this team needed, but I questioned exactly how many minutes he would play or really could play but that was more when they had a full roster and i think if if you're looking for anything that has been sort of a blessing i don't want to say a blessing in disguise that's probably taking it too far but you know sort of the silver lining to how many injuries they've had and how just completely chaotic this season's been the lack of cohesion it's been that mellow has in some ways been kind of forced to be out there during these high leverage moments and, you know, forced to actually be more accountable defensively because they don't have anybody else. And he has really stepped up to this challenge before tonight's game. Frank Vogel actually 
mentioned how one of the things that surprised him the most with Melo in terms of having never coached him before, he said it was Melo's defensive communication. Mm-hmm. And he said that like Vogel acknowledged Melo has a reputation as a bad defender. But but what he said he does do well is communicates the things you're supposed to do well. He clearly pays attention to what he was told to do. And I think what he what he's doing that's working very well is just trying to find the ways that he can offset the fact that he's just he is not inherently great defensively. He's not somebody that brings pluses by himself, but I think he's trying to bring out the best of whatever he can do defensively. And it's working again, especially if he's hitting shots like this. You will find ways well, it, to keep him on the court. He's at the very least, he is making himself predictable. And if you're not going to be good defensively, you're not going to be somebody who can be a plus, so to speak. What you need to be is predictable. And so the coaches know exactly where they need to compensate for the things that you don't do well and with whom. And so right now, He's doing that for them. He is providing that level of defense. And when LeBron is back, again, this it's got to be sustainable. It's, you know, but he, if he's shooting mid 40s, low 40s as a catch and shoot guy, floor spacer, and all that, um, he's going to play. He's going to play fourth quarters and it's going to work out really well for the Lakers in that way. Yeah, um, Frank Vogel joked actually that uh, he's tempted to start mellow, but doesn't because he thinks the crowd reaction when he checks in and that energy is so great. He doesn't want to men- uh, mess with it, which means basically Laker fans, you're the reason that AD doesn't start at the five. <laughs> like it's actually true. your fault. It's your fault. Blame yourselves when Melo comes in, and it wouldn't, and and you yeah. get what you want. Quit bitching at Vogel, man. You're the ones creating this situation. Um, some news to catch everybody up on with THT, and then I want to talk about the Russell Westbrook experience, Andy. I know you do too. It is wild. Uh, we'll do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models out there, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. And why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or car dealership anyway, dummy? You can get it for far – it's so dumb. You can get it for way less at rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store. It's only $216 from Rock. Auto, they're a family business. They've been serving auto park customers online for 20 years. And anything you need, few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So Monday, Frank Vogel at Shootaround gave a little update on some of the injured guys we've seen when Ellington back. So obviously he's uh, no longer part of that crew, Anthony Davis, and his status for Monday's game. But the big news was uh, Kendrick Nunn, who is not really back yet, uh, and doesn't seem to be all that close. Um, and then THT. There's been no indication of nothing else. Right, that, that he's moving closer. THT, though, got his stitches out and has been cleared for contact and presumably, and I don't know if they'll do it now, but if the Lakers practiced Tuesday, he'd be involved in live contact practice, cleared for that kind of thing. Um, It's hard to know exactly when he'll be back, but he's getting significantly closer. And this this is good news. This is something the Lakers need, particularly uh, since there's at least some speculation um, around, around LeBron's injury. The Lakers, no updates beyond 
at least a week. Um, but it seems like it could be longer. Bill Orem citing uh, Tim DeFrancesca, the former Lakers trainer, just talking about that injury as a thing that can take two two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, depending on the severity and who you're talking about. Um, at the very least, it just sounds like they could be at, without LeBron for a couple of weeks. So to get anybody back, let alone somebody who can handle the ball a little bit, can be a bit of a scorer, can be a bridge on the wing in terms of rotations, will be a significant addition to the Lakers' uh, rotation in the next few games, hopefully. Well, until then, they're going to need uh, more nights like this from Rajon Rondo, who uh, before getting, I thought, unfairly ejected, uh, was playing pretty brilliantly. <laughs> he was he was pretty fantastic in this game. I think he played 10 or 12 minutes, had eight assists. He All of them to Anthony Davis, as dude, far as I could tell. It is... Yeah, 12 minutes. He had eight assists against just one turnover. He was plus 20 in uh, 12 minutes. It is unbelievable the connection that he and Anthony Davis has. Like, it's uncanny. Like, they finish each other's sandwiches. It's 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 amazing, man. Like, they, they are it's, like... They, they finish each other's sandwiches? Yes. Frozen. Oh, okay. I was thinking, uh, okay. I missed that part. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Sentences. I was thinking, I thought you just had That's a, the joke. Like, sandwiches. I, know. I, no, I got it. No, I get it now. I just, I, just, I was, I missed Remember? it. That's how they I knew. That's how they knew it was love. Yeah. No, I, sandwiches. Right. I, I, it's, I missed it. Um, um, but, but it, yeah, like, but it, it was, but it's important too, because like that shit gets people riled up. Like when Davis comes through and like Rondo hits him with the little thing, you know, the little shovel pass and he comes with a mug. Cause few things in basketball just look cooler than Anthony Davis completely unfolding his gigantic body and, and leaping through the lane and all that stuff. Like, because like just, it's, it's a physical Marvel and they did it on back-to-back plays, both with the, you know, on the break and then on the, on the backdoor alley-oop, it really gets them going too. These are high energy plays. So it's not just that Rondo plays well, he plays well sometimes with his connection in a way that elevates the entire team. Yeah. It's, I mean, with Rondo, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to pick your spots. And, you know, I mean, as much as it's, it's easy to get excited by what he does out there. And, you know, assuming he's not in lineups that don't make sense, I think by and large, when he's been asked to be on the floor, he's been fine. He's done as, he's done as well as you could reasonably expect Rajon Rondo to do. But this is one of those, I will say, this is one of those times where, when you don't know it, when LeBron's going to be back, having him around is really damn important. Like he he is one of those guys that if nothing else, he can run sets. Like that guy can run sets blindfolded, particularly if they're with Anthony Davis, and that's going to be important. I it's 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 funny. Like if DeAndre Jordan were in the position that Rondo clearly is. I mean, of all the guys that we talk about with the rotation and who's going to play and who's not. And, you know, Austin Reeves, who has legitimately earned playing time. Yes, he has. Like like there was a moment in the fourth quarter where Avery Bradley and Austin Reeves are inserted for defensive purposes, which is a sentence, by the way, that would have made very little sense in the second week of training camp. Um, But like Reeves, Reeves needs to play. Like he's going to, and he's going to continue playing when, when, um, whenever, when players are back because he's good. Like he does, and he's, he fills gaps in this team that I think are important. Um, 
the one of the only guys who was like, okay, I think he gets it was Rondo. Like he's a break in case of when needed, break the glass when you need it, third point guard. And if that's all you want him to do, if he's not going to be playing 18 minutes a night, he's perfect because he can do the stuff he did that we saw on Monday. He's, again, very predictable. He's um, a guy that can come in cold. Like yes. He's somebody that if he doesn't play three games in a row, five games in a row, and then you suddenly need him, Rondo is not going to take a quarter to get like back in the swing of things. No, he, he's going to be exactly he's going to be exactly the same basically mm-hmm. every time. And I think yeah. DeAndre Jordan, if that were just the role that he he was in, and I think eventually he could be there. I mean, if AD starts at the five, that's essentially what Jordan becomes as a third center, where you use him when you need him, kind of dust him off and throw him out there, and kind of expect you know know what you're going to get. He'd be perfect. The problem I think people have with him is he, is he plays more. He actually did fine, I thought, on uh, Monday night. He played one of his better games. You know, uh, Only played 10 minutes, but it was certainly productive statistically uh, and active defensively, particularly in the first quarter when when uh, when he had his run. But like, if that were his role, I think everybody would look at it completely differently. They, they occupy the same theoretical space, except that it's just the only one that's actually playing that role is Rondo. Um, and hence, I think that's a lot of the anger that's directed toward DJ. Um, let's save Russ for tomorrow because Monday's game, there was a, a, another one of these things. There's a lot going on and it, you know, it, 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 there, there, it is reflective, I think of the entire experience of the team. And I, to some degree, I, they're almost taking on a little bit of Russ's identity in that regard. And I, it's, it, it's something that's worth a little more time than I think we can give to it for today's show so we'll save it uh, again thank you for making locked on lakers your first listen of every day uh check out some of the other shows you know we got we got we've had some guys on previewing games you know we got the heat coming up go check out check out locked on heat before the next game check out the fantasy show josh lloyd doing a great job there um and yeah we'll see everybody on wednesday